0: to Dr. Me first. I'm so glad you're here with me today. I'm your hostess with the mostess, queen of sass and burnout, mother of dragons, plunger of the toilets, all the things. I was going to say keeper of the keys. Lately, I've been the painter of the house, the walker of the dog, the family medicine doc, you know, like all of us, we wear so many hats. But I am so glad to be with you here today. I am Dr. Aaron freaking Wiseman. And I am doing this money series. I'm calling it the University of Hard Knocks Money Series. If you are a financial planner or advisor, you probably want to turn this off right now, (laughs) to be perfectly honest, because I am talking about my life, giving some examples where I have gone against the grain and done some non-traditional things. Some have turned out okay, some have not quite turned out okay, but I think it's really important to be authentic and be real and show my listeners, you guys out there, that there is no one right way to do life and money and all the fucking things in between. Because so many times we put rules on things, like this is the right way to do it, or this is the right way to do it, or oh my god, you absolutely shouldn't do that. And I'm going to say, like, quit shooting all over yourself. This is life. There, it's not a scantron. There are no right answers. There is no a plusing. It's just doing the next best step. So today's question that I'm going to answer. If you haven't listened to the first episode, it's why I broke up with Dave Ramsey. Today's episode, I'm talking about why I stopped contributing to my retirement. Dun dun dun! Like I said, totally going against the grain. So when I got out into my first big girl job after residency, we were killing it with student loans. We were paying down the house as quick as we can. And we were socking a bunch of money away into retirement. Because up to that point, I had been in in graduate medical education. And like you don't save any money because you don't have any money at that point. But when it came to the point that I realized that I was going to need to make some transitions in the next couple of years away from the job that was killing my soul and creating so much burnout in my life, I was like, where's the money going to come from? What are we going to do? So Mr. Wiseman and I sat down and talked about, okay, we think we need to sock as much money away into a savings account, rainy day fund, whatever you want to call it. And one of the ways to do that would be stop contributing to retirement, instead taking that same amount of money and placing into savings. Of course, when he introduced the idea right away, I was like, (gasps) we can't do that. Like, that's totally against the financial rules. Like, you get a job, you sign a contract, you do what you've been trained to do, and you contribute to your retirement so that when you get old, you don't have to eat cat food. (laughs) That's where my brain went. And so, you know, it really scared me to go away from that traditional path. But yet, I knew if I kept doing what I was doing, I was only going to get the same results, which was extremely crispy bacon of burnout. So, With that being said, we did pause my retirement contributions that were coming out of my paycheck. The world continued to spin, the sun continued to come up, and we put a bunch of money away from savings. Well, that was all well and good. If you know my story that I made some transitions away, I changed my practice first to three days a week, and then I transitioned away and had a huge non-compete that I had to get through. So I practiced emergency medicine for a while. And then this was about 2018, 2019, I decided to go full-time into entrepreneurship. Well, thank goodness we had the savings account because we needed it at that point. And as we were draining said rainy day account, it absolutely scared the shit out of me because that money that I had socked away and put away, that was like my security. Like, okay, if things don't work out, we'll be all right. And then over the months, and the years, as that m- number started to dwindle and we weren't contributing to it, that security got smaller and smaller and smaller. You know, And it brought up a bunch of fears in me like, oh, my God, what if I'm doing life wrong? Oh, my God, what if I have to go back to a job that I absolutely hate? Oh, my God, what happens if the money runs out? What are we going to do? And it was one of those that I remember the exact day when the money did run out. And I looked at Craig and I was like, what are we going to do? And he reminded me that the sun will still rise and the earth will still rotate And we are very resilient and hearty people, and we will figure it out. And we did. I've talked about on the podcast before the exercise of quarters in the couch. We did that. We scrapped metal and did that. We sold some things to just keep things going. And then it really came down to the point when it was like, okay, it's time for me to get a J-O-B. He had talked about doing it. I had talked about doing it. And it just felt like a huge defeat. Like I hadn't done entrepreneurship right. But it was one of the main reasons that I popped back into like the traditional hired realm and got a job at the time was because that savings account was gone. The other reason that at that time of getting a job was I had to admit that entrepreneurship was not working out like the way I planned. No matter how hard I worked and gave my all, the numbers just didn't lie. It just wasn't working. And so I had to smash up the belief that I had been raised with that if you work hard, everything will work out. Because guess what? Sometimes it doesn't work out no matter what, no matter how hard or how lazy you are, no matter how much you put into things or how much you don't, no matter how much money you spend to get a business off the ground. Sometimes that business just does not produce. And it was really hard for me because up until this point in my life, everything that I had dedicated myself to, I had kicked ass and take names, be it school, athletics, a career, all the things. And so for the first time, I really had to kind of admit defeat. But on the other side, was it really defeat? I mean, going and getting a job and taking care of my family? It really wasn't. Because what I found out, that job that I was hired into, I was actually working in a local county jail as their jail physician. I fell in love working in correctional medicine. And now I can say I'm so glad that the savings account ran out because I would have never went for a role like that if we had like huge amounts of money. I would have never found my passion for working with this population type and and really getting real and helping them through life's hard issues with the skills that I have in medicine and coaching. And so I have to say I am grateful now for that. At the time I was excited about a new adventure, but also terrified of like, what am I going to do if the money doesn't work out? Because doing this series, if you haven't figured out yet, I have a lot of money drama. I do. And I think a lot of people have a lot of money drama. Part of it is because we're scared to talk out loud about it. Part of it is because we're worried about fucking it up. Part of it is that money is kind of a big deal and also kind of that not a big deal but it's like, how do we handle it all? How do we life well? How do we take care of our money well? And so getting back to smashing up that belief that if you work hard and everything will work out, it's just not true. Sometimes you work hard and it doesn't work out. Sometimes you're lazy as fuck and it does work out. And so that's okay. And so again, still not Contributing to retirement, still trying to figure it out, still living on an extremely low, comparable income to what I would say most professionals are doing. But the Wiseman family was okay. We kept the lights on. Everybody was fed and healthy, and you know we we were lifing and we were doing okay. And what that really showed me at the time is like. Even if you're not following the exact outline that the financial gurus tell you to do, it doesn't mean that you're failing at life. So yeah, from 2015 until now, 2022, I contributed nothing to my retirement. And again, like the stars were still there. They didn't fall from the sky. There wasn't like some big bad guy that came and accosted me for not doing it. And I have to say, I might regret it in the future, but today... I'm really glad that I didn't try to do all the things that the experts say to do and run myself even more ragged during a very difficult part of my life, trying to heal from burnout, trying to find my next steps in my profession, trying to raise my three kids and help my husband farm and and all the things like I didn't need to add one more thing onto it. Now, I'm not a financial person. I'm just a female physician and an entrepreneur who is done with living a burnt out life and in hustle culture. Your situation may or may not be different than mine, but I encourage you to ask the following questions. One, question all and any advice you get when it comes to money, even if it feels true. I want you to ask more questions why. I want you to ask more questions what's under this. I want to ask more questions to the person who's giving me that advice and understanding their background and where they come from because they may be talking from an experience that is not mine. Question number two is ask yourself the hard questions like is money in my 401k more important than my mental health? Is contributing to my retirement worth me crying every single morning before I go up to work? Is making sure that there's money in my retirement coming from my paycheck more important than me having extra time with the things I want to love and with the people that I love? And question number three, I want you to ask, could there be a better, non-traditional, road less taken way that could help me that I haven't explored? Because you know what? I did it. And yeah, it wasn't pretty all the time. It was very messy. It was ugly. There were lots of ugly cries at times. But now looking at it, I'm so glad that I looked at my own situation and did what was best for me. I've heard it takes a village to raise a child. But you know what else? After raising that child and once that kid has grown up, it takes a community to care for them. Communities are what keeps us sane. They help us heal our trauma. They dance with us when we're winning. Without my online communities, I would have never made it through burnout. And I certainly would have gotten through the shitstorm of this pandemic either. If you too need community, I want to invite you over to my badass Slack group. That's right, I'm not going to be on Facebook, but I do love me some slack. It's a place where you'll find that you're not the only one. You're not alone. You'll get total validation on what's going on with you. There's a pool of resources. Community is active and ready to welcome you in. We are all helpers who have needs. And sometimes we need to have a community that can surround us, protect us, give us a hug, and lift us up. And that's what the badass Slack community is. So come join me today. Link is in the show notes. If you're having questions about money, submit them to hello at burntouttobadass.com. I'd love to take them and talk more about them. If you want to talk to somebody in person, drop me an email. I have some folks who are doctors and do the money thing as well. They're super amazing. And I think they come from a perspective where perhaps other people in the industry don't. So if that's something that you're interested in, let me know. I'm not the person probably to talk with money because as you can tell, I do it the Wiseman way and you've got to do it your way. But sometimes it's nice to have somebody to bounce some ideas off of. So with that being said, remember friend, your life, your calling, your pulse matters. See ya.